unnecessarily hostile back up in your dog house <laughs> um well i'm in an open relationship with a girl so i took her to the bird store because i know she's happiest when she has a cockatoo cockatoo two cocks that's the pun in that joke <laughs> you ever uh you ever uh, find yourself in a, a place where you just, um, uh, say, a relationship of some kind where it's so disastrous that you stay with it just, just, <laughs> just to watch it spiral out of control as a form of entertainment? <laughs> I, I, um... <laughs> I have a friend of mine in jail, one of them, a few friends, in, either in jail or on the way to jail at the moment. <laughs> and I, uh, the, the week she ends up in jail, she calls me with the $10 she has in her pocket. And she says, I need money. I need to buy soap and things. So I, I'm like, okay, so I send $200, uh, which is a bit of reckless spending. It's a bit much. Um, it's not as if I have some kind of office job where I can just throw around a couple of hundred dollars all the time, but I figured, why not? What's money matter? It's all fiat currency now. It's being purposely destroyed by the Federal Reserve, so it's... What's the point of money? I, I don't care. I have credit cards. I'll just throw that on the credit card and call it another debt. Anyhow, I send her two hundred dollars, figuring that'll be uh, that'll be good for a a, a bit. <laughs> and she calls me up. Well, every day she calls me up, uh, but about a week into it, she calls me and says. I need money. <laughs> and I, I just laugh now. I, I, I don't know how you spend $200 in jail in less than a week, six, seven days. Well, it's a week. Uh, I don't even ask how. I, I just uh, assume... <laughs> the money got spent recklessly, and I'll await to hear the story. Uh, <laughs> but I don't get upset about this, because uh, the money's spent. It's a sunk cost. Sunk cost, if you're in economics. You know, the money's already spent. Why would I be upset about how it got spent? Uh, I, I just laugh. <laughs> Because I have no earthly idea how to spend $200 in the world right now. I, uh, <laughs> I, can go to the, I can go to the department store and fill up a shopping cart of things I need, and I, I'm not going to get to $200. Uh, so <laughs> so the, I, I just, I, I, I'm just uh, content with the fact that... <laughs> I'm just throwing money out there to be burned, and uh, I'm okay with that. I, what else am I going to spend my money on right now? Uh, 
I don't have a mortgage and I don't have a child. So it's all just going to go to apps and books that I will maybe read five years from now as they line my apartment floor and covering up the stains <laughs> that I refuse to clean. <laughs> and at some point in my life, I figured shit like this is more exciting than having a good relationship. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to date nice girls. I've showed them my dick. And it's not as exciting as being in the chaos. Of, uh, hey, quiet. Quiet. Oh, I have a dog to watch. And now I must quiet it. Quit barking. Quit. Hey. Hey, this is going to be half of me now, just walking down this dog, telling it to quiet. Yes, run away. Run away from me, as you do. I'll chase you around the yard for five minutes and give up, and then be back to chase you again. As the game goes, it's not my dog, it's someone else's. I'm just house-sitting. So... I, uh, <laughs> I recently signed up on one of those uh, sugar daddy websites, which I am not the clientele for that. I'm in my mid-30s, and I don't have cash. <laughs> but I talk a good game, and I've got some cute photos. Uh, so I signed up on one of these websites, and it's one that you have to pay to message people. That's their business model. Um, so if I want to talk to, uh, somebody, I have to spend, uh, $60 to buy, uh, tokens, and that's the, the bottom price, and I get, uh, an email about once or twice a day from these horny bitches. <laughs> Within the past month, I think I have about 56 unread messages, so, uh... I guess whenever I'm feeling real hot, uh, I'll, I'll drop some cash and message one of the many girls that's uh, looking to grab my dick for a, a new purse. <laughs> Which, how is that any different from real dating? I don't think there's a difference. It's just pay up front, stupid. That's, uh... Uh, that's that's part of being the man. Yeah. I'm no Dante Nero, but I do know a thing or two. And I'm not resentful. That's a thing you can't be. As a young guy, I was, and it cost me a lot of love. I, I go to uh, karaoke nights on Monday, and uh, there's, a, there's a crew of us that hang out. Uh, it was about... Me, I'm the old man, I'm in my mid-30s, and then it's like four other dudes who are in their 20s, so they're all drunks, and uh, one of them is dating an 18-year-old girl, and it's the first time either of them have ever dated, and it is adorable to watch, because they sit there so nervously, <laughs> and I don't know if they're even talking to each other, they're just dating on paper <laughs> they got set up together and uh now these days where everybody's on their telephone uh and everybody is autistic for 
for whatever whatever chemicals they've put in our food uh it's tougher and tougher to make eye contact and have a conversation and i feel for the youth who is because dating is is tough enough um <laughs> and i'm just watching these two uh, in the most extreme levels of awkwardness that I phased out of years ago. I These days, I will just ask you if you want to see my dick. Within the first hour of a date, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, shyness is, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a young kid's game. So it's funny for me to see. Maybe, maybe, uh, well, part of it is their age is maybe why they're so shy. I'm watching them like Jane Woodall or Goodall in the, in the woods studying animals. Because <laughs> it's funny. It's just funny to me. Uh, maybe the other part of it is that they're Minnesotan and Minnesotans. Are, are just a goofy, uh, partially childish bunch of people. If, you, if you've never met, we're not New York City folk. We're, we sit in the cold and get cabin fever for six months, and then when, when the nature, of, nature finally allows us to go outside and interact with each other, it's, it's silly. It's silly. <laughs> uh... I was out at the bar last night, and, you know, I just sat at a table um, with a buddy waiting for a band to play, a band that I've been watching for 20 years and, uh, in the city here, and, and then a girl sits down next to us, and I just start talking to her, and, uh, yeah, that was exciting, you know, and within the first couple of minutes, we're talking about sex, so, you know. That's the adult world. What? Why waste time? So, oh, I have a, I have a birthday on Monday, which falls on karaoke night, and the crew is well aware that it's my birthday, and they're going to be attempting to buy me drinks. Uh, and I don't drink, so uh, I'm gonna have to. Uh, battle that uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to tell a bunch of 20 year old drunks that I don't drink which is going to be like speaking Mayan to them they, they will not understand a word of any of what I'm saying to them they will look at me queer eyed and, and tell me that I have a problem because cause when you're 20 and you're a drunk if you're not drinking you have a problem Maybe you should see some counseling for that bitch tits shit. <laughs> you fucking don't drink. Are you? Are you sure? Is are are things okay at home? Why are you not drinking? That's the mind of a twenty-five-year-old. I uh, plan on going up and singing Beatles songs. Uh, I'll sing the birthday song, and then I'll probably sing George Harrison's. Uh, I've got my mind set on you, which I just heard for the first time this past week. As I found a George Harrison CD at my parents' place, a best of collection, and that was the first song on the album. And I I had heard Weird Al's version of this song 
when I was a, a kid. I don't remember the Weird Al version. I haven't heard it in 30 years. Uh, <laughs> but that was my introduction to this song. I, I knew uh, the rhythms and things from the Weird Al version. And then I finally hear the, the Harrison version, version uh, this last week. Uh, it is 7 in the morning and I am freezing. It is cold outside. Uh, and... And then I just, uh, I sat in my car and sang to it over and over and over, as I do, because I'm a singing type. Oh, and I <clears throat> really trashed my voice last night, screaming at the band, not heckling them, I mean singing along with them, obnoxiously loud, as I, because it's metal, because you can be loud and whatever. <laughs> And I know all the words, um, but my voice is a bit <clears throat> today. Dehyd I, I, I sat around all day yesterday on my day off of work, and I drank coffee and smoked cigarettes all day. Just caffeine and nicotine and dehydration. And then I went out to the big band show, and I threw out my voice. I'm a little too old to get into that mosh pit shit. That's for... With the children who have aggression to get out. I went through those years. I made all the mistakes. I had all the fun. And I'm... Ain't fooling around cause I've done had my fun. Ain't gonna see you no know, more damage done. Give me back my bullets. That is from the all-American band Leonard Skinnerd. So now I am... Starting off today, Sunday morning, June 26th, with the same routine. I'm drinking coffee and I'm smoking cigarettes and watching this dog who seems to bark at every leaf that flies across the yard. I'm sure the neighbors enjoy it, but this is the suburbs. People just put up with this shit here. I don't know. I haven't seen any, there's like five houses in this backyard area, and I've seen none of the neighbors outside, and I've been on this deck for three, four days, just sitting out here, hey, and I don't, I, they cocoon themselves in their houses, I think it's because it's like 90 degrees outside every day, and people, people don't deal with weather, I guess, but I work in a bakery, so it's... It was 100 degrees last Monday, and it was 20 degrees hotter inside the bakery all day. And You just drink water. You just get through it like a Texan. You, know, you just keep drinking water and keep moving. Stay hydrated, kids. I wrote some shit the other day, which got a good reaction. So I'm going to read it to you now verbatim which is a Greek word that means with my ass face. No, I don't know what it means verbatim. It just means as is. But I wanted to say something like ass face, but as soon as I said ass face, I thought, well, that's not really funny. That's just, that's not a good description or a clever one. But now that I've said it, I will commit to the bit and I will read this uh, thing I wrote with my ass face because <laughs> I'm talking shit um, but this is all about the creative world 
and the creative people I've ran into. Uh, so if you're new to me in my world and you're still interested in the things I have to say, hi, how are you? Do you want to see my dick? Uh, I am a creative whatever person. Uh, I'll explain a bit in this thing I wrote. Uh, but I've, I've branched into many of the different creative <clears throat> realms. Uh, I've fucked off in theater and I have fucked off in comedy and I have fucked off in music. And occasionally I will fuck on, you know, which uh, top, bottom... I I stretch a bit. <laughs> I do yoga. <laughs> and so <laughs> I do yoga to get my calves ready for a good ass eating session. I don't know why you would do yoga to eat ass when it's more of just a tongue and jaw thing. You should get a jawser sizer if you're going to eat a lot of ass. Um uh, which I, I don't usually. That's usually like a third date thing. I tend to get around to the second date. And then uh, after showing my dick off a couple of times, it <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this either. <laughs> I, I'm just going to read this thing. This is a little inspirational. And I'm going to have a dog barking in the background as a Greek chorus. She's going to bark whenever I've made a good point or whenever I am <coughs> exhibiting uh... <laughs> Alright, fuck it. Here it is. If you can indulge me for a mental health minute. Oh, and now you want to start... Yeah. Now you want me to pet you. Hey, quiet. Quiet. I'm going to put you inside. You're going to go inside. Come here. Come here. Yeah, go run off. See you in a bit. Here's this thing. No, I don't want to pet you right now. I'm trying to read to the people. The people want to hear my gorgeous voice. <laughs> I'm just my 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 voice is in a lower register today from all the all the meddling. Oh, and now there's a lot of wind. I'm sure this is just sound is gonna sound fucking. It's gonna sound like I'm in the Wizard of Oz. Anyway. If you can indulge me for a mental health minute. Firstly, I'm good. Fantastic, actually. I hope you are, too. I've spent, the la I've spent the past few days surrounded by people I love. And every afternoon, I receive a phone call from a pretty girl who loves me. And I love her. My life is in balance in this moment. I've met many of you in various creative works. Music, comedy, voiceover... And that odd summer when I thought I wanted to be a bank teller. There's creativity in everything, even the monotonous stuff. Currently, I'm in music land. It's a labor of love I began pursuing around the age of 12. Like all creative adventures, it's sometimes been a hobby, while at other times I've exploded on people I work alongside due to creative differences. A general euphemism that usually means, I want to see other people but with more of a smile. I've learned it's best to remain civil. All the creative arts blend into each other. The more you practice inking comic books, the better able you are to juggle bowling pins. I don't know why this is exactly. <clears throat> I think it goes back to mathematics and the distributive property. Talent is a compound. So, regardless of what you specialize in, it serves you better to have a wide swath of knowledge. Take a pottery class. The one thing we all have in common as creators, magicians, circus clowns, and radio DJs alike, is that we experience 
crushing moments of self-doubt. It often happens in two distinct moments. One, when you've reached a plateau in your current abilities. And two, when you've unknowingly stepped beyond your comfort zone. <clears throat> Here's how to manage both. When you plateau, what's happening is that you've exhausted yourself. You've been fingering those guitar scales again and again and again. You've got calloused fingers and the pentatonic scale rings out in your sleep. And yet it still feels like you're getting nowhere. What you need to do here is try to remember the most important... <clears throat> what you... <clears throat> Fuck. I'm going to drink a cup of coffee and continue reading. You've got calloused fingers and the pentatonic scale rings out in your sleep. And yet it still feels like you're getting nowhere. What you need to do here is try to remember the most important note in all of music. The rest note. Put the tabulature away and allow your subconscious to work itself out. Take the dog for a walk. Cook a hot dish. Whatever you do, accept the inevitable notion that you're simply at your wit's end and then go relax. The muse will return. Allow it to unveil itself to you. It'll arrive as soon as it knows you're rested and ready for more. The dread that accompanies venturing beyond your comfort zone is a tougher cat to skin because you're usually unaware that it's happening. This happened to me recently. About a year after... About a year of developing my singing voice, I went into town for karaoke night. I sang a few tunes, poorly. I was better than the drunks who take the stage dehydrated, but I wasn't exactly going to impress any judges on one of those spinning chair shows they have on TV. I went home feeling awful and felt sorry for myself for the rest of the evening. The very next week, I went back to karaoke night, and as soon as I got through the doorway, everybody in the bar started greeting me, saying how wonderful I'd sounded the previous week. I sang a few more songs that night. One lady was so impressed by my performance that she shook my hand and said, You're a natural. Moral is, after, t after, moral is, after years of being a bad singer and a solid year of attempting to be a good singer, I went outside of my comfort zone and took my talents to the people. I'd left behind the world that exists only in my imagination and allowed the public at large to discriminate the quality of my performance according to their subjective tastes. I'd made the assumption that I'd done terribly. They'd corrected my assumption and let me know that I was, in fact, not so terrible. Leaving your comfort zone is simply a means of allowing the unknown in to venture where you're not in complete iron-fisted control of the outcome of whatever it is you're exhibiting, but allowing the reality of the all-knowing multiverse to communicate its message to you, to let you know just how much you've improved, and also where you still need to improve. You've got to listen to the people. It's that simple, really. And you can learn that shit working as a bank teller, though I wouldn't recommend it.